February 17, 2016. It's a Watt from Pedro's show. Thank you. 
When I see you on the street, you seem so sweet and good. Acting just as innocent as babies in the woods. Looking like sweet butter would melt upon your tongue. While you're telling everybody about the awful things I've done. But That's it. Oh man, really good. Uh, good Thank people. you. Brother Thank Matt. You. Yeah. Well, Twelve days we've been in the '80s in SoCal. 
Finally. Yeah. yeah. Finally. What a winner. Maybe we'll have some rain tonight. What a winner. Wow. Anyway, we start off the show with John Coltrane doing some other blues. And then Dave Widow, on-air performance of... Next to John Coltrane. Hey, can't, can't complain. Oh, that's and nothing on time. you. <laughs> nothing <laughs> on you. That's right. I want to get it right. <laughs> I, I blow a lot of things. Uh, Dave's been playing a yeah, long but... time in this town here, and uh, Brother Matt suggests, and I said, fuck yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for me what's on. your earliest music memory? Earliest music memory? Um, I guess probably, I guess I was about maybe four or five, and um, it seemed like at that time, probably my earliest memories might have been stuff like early Beatles and AM radio, you know, that was uh, playing in my area, you know. Which yeah, where was, was that? Uh, Cincinnati is where wow. I grew up. Right. You know, and so they had like everything on the radio from you, you know, know where I played Ode- before I played Cincinnati was across the river in Newport. Oh you sure, punk bands couldn't play at, at first. Oh there was a pad yeah, called the Jockey Club. Right, that's right. I know the place. Okay, right. So on. you were five, six years old, and like a lot of us in those days, AM radio was big. That's right. That's right. And they had kind of a slice of everything. Well, you sure. you remember how that was? It they was. had you know some music was music. Genre wasn't really a big deal. Right. Yeah. They kind of like. Really so, talk about yeah. In the house, did you have people in your family that played? Um, well, let's see. My mom played uh, a little guitar and a little piano, and we had a we had an old acoustic guitar around the house. And uh, from there, you know, I think like one of my older brothers learned to play a little bit. He actually became a bass player and 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 went on to play some jazz with uh, some notable guys. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I picked it up from my mom having so it's a little in the bit. Family. Of, yeah, a little bit. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, you, and there's a guitar even there. Yeah, yeah. She had a. That's how you got on guitar. That's right. They had an old cheap Stella. You know, you could barely press the uh, the notes down. But. Sure, sure. <laughs> did you have a teacher? Did you just feel it out by listening to records? Um, I did it first. Well, my brother, you know, he didn't really show me too much. Um, he was busy with his, you know, stuff, but stuff and things, but. I, I did have a teacher for like three or four years named Bobby Teach Bobby uh, Fisher, back Bobby there. Fisher. The chess player. Yeah. Just like the chess player. That's right. But he didn't play. It was not the chess player. He took time out of his chess schedule to teach me a little guitar. <laughs> but that was like unconventional kind of. I mean, you know, it wasn't a lot of music theory exactly. Sure. Is what I mean. Which is kind of good. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that's and that's how I sort of stayed. Okay. And I never okay. really. So. You're just doing it by yourself with the pad. And, uh, and then yeah. Bobby Fisher uh, learning stuff from him. So when you start yeah, getting together, I got in a band. People, I got in yeah. a band. Like, I guess, what you was know, it? maybe junior I was like high, 13 or something. High. Right. Before I could drive, you know, we were in a, a band and we played parties and bar mitzvahs and or what whatever we could get. You know, we were called ashram you know we i think we got the name out of the back of a latin book we had you know it was like Is it an ashram meant thing? the stars or something in latin astrum oh astrum because ashram i think is the past yeah, yoga in india yeah oh, oh yeah no no we astrum were... so astro asteroid right astral right yeah from the space yeah yeah and then i remember one of the guys quit or got fired or something and became ashram too you're firing dudes as teenagers wow (laughs) already ruthless yeah you're learning the racket (laughs) right fucking right tossing dudes making enemies from an early age (laughs) done put a fork in it oh i remember about cincinnati 
Brother Matt, you know what they like to chow? Spaghetti with chili. That's uh, right, that special. man. That's right. That stuff is. That's what's good about touring, dude. Man, I tell you, I've got fond memories. I could, you know, I'm like Pavlov's so, dog when you say that. But you survived the cut. You didn't get tossed. No, not. <laughs> were you right? Well, it was my band. No, I'm oh, just what? kidding. I, it wasn't really my. I'm kidding, but uh, you know, some dudes got thrown out of their own bands. Yeah, Sid right. Barrett. Oh, right. Yeah, right. I guess That's it's uh, uh, Pete Frampton. He actually started Humble Pie. He quit. He didn't get thrown out. Yeah, that was his band. Right. Sometimes the shit. Call it the the principal. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Jobs and his band. Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Came back, though. Yeah. Watch out. Okay, so were you writing your own tunes in this band? No, we were really, at that time, we were just doing I covers. Mean, I come so. from the same culture. Until the punk movement, I know. Yeah. I wrote one song in private. It was called Mr. Bass King Outer Space. Oh, man, I, I like it already. Anybody. It was about doing a bass solo and knocking everyone off the stage. It, obviously, an inferiority <laughs> complex. I like that, but, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, talking sure. about the seventies, and yeah. people didn't write their own song. You copied off records, right? You guys did the same you got thing. Started early, yeah. So it wasn't just people; it was in Cincinnati too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, a lot of the people from our generation—that's the way it was. Right. They just didn't start writing. We've had younger people on. First thing they did was start writing. Yeah. It's a lot different. That's true. So, oh, so you guys were really uh, about that. Uh, you know, you gravitated towards. You're a musician, but you gravitate a little bit towards blues. Eventually, that that really came a lot later. Later, okay. It really did come later. Because I'm wondering how that really happened. What kind of tunes were you guys playing with Astral? Well, psychedelic uh, rock. We were playing like uh, uh, we were playing like classic rock stuff, uh, like uh, you know Led Zeppelin and. uh, Doobie Brothers or Almond Brothers or you know kind of a wide spectrum sure. of the but classic rock stuff mostly. Oh, do you remember your first electric guitar? Because obviously you weren't playing the Stella anymore. Yeah, I do. Um, let's see, my first electric was a uh, Melody Maker, Gibson Melody Maker. Sure. And how'd you get it? Little cheapo thing. I'm sure my mom helped me or my my okay. parents. Yeah, they there helped me great, get it. Uh, guitar store. Speaking of which, next to Bogart's that club. Oh sure, Bogart. Oh, yes. yeah, I played in Bogart. Pad there with old guitars and basses, and I made twenty years ago. I mean, it was bitching pad. Yeah, I don't uh, remember. What, what was your first amp? Was, was. Um, my first amp was an old Magnatone. Magnatone, little... they were torrents. You know that? Is that right? And oh yeah, that's right. I remember, they were California. Yeah, wow. Pearl. Some had the per- toilet seat pearl. Or right. Yeah. yeah. Sure enough. They're very desired now. <laughs> Right, that's true, huh? That's true. Yeah, this was kind of an old, it was like... Uh, hey, we're going to play this song, uh, uh, it's called On the Lookout. Right on. What can you tell us about that? On the Lookout, that was a tune, uh, originally I actually co-wrote that with uh, Marty Grubb, uh, one of the guys from sort of Bonnie Raitt's uh, gang of guys she started out with. And uh, Marty and I were writing for a little while. Then Marty was got a record deal, and he wanted to put pretty much all of his own writing uh, on on the record. So we did a little trade for my writing part. I, I gave him part of a song he had some credit in, and so I gave away my my writing uh, credit on it. But I played guitar on this track, and um, it, this was a cool album. There's a bunch of good people on the record, like 
Bonnie Raitt's on the record, and Taj Mahal, and oh, gosh. a bunch of different people. And Do you remember something honor. Stones did called the Rock and Roll Circus? They wouldn't let it come out until a few years ago. Oh, and he yeah. owns up. Yeah, oh, yeah, Taj is cool, man. With, uh, ain't that a lot of right love? And he's dressed as a cowboy. Yeah, right there. Oh, very cool. And I think cool. uh, on the guitar, Jesse uh, at Dayton. Jesse Ed Davis, yeah, yeah, oh, man, great Incredible. guitar player. Incredible. Died way too young. No okay, let's, let's let's play on the logo. All right.
Thank you.
Watch for Pete Rochelle. We heard on the lookout, Dave Widow. This is this is not in the lineup. This is yeah, no. This is uh, this is actually Marty Greb, an assembled group that he had, that's and I right. just happened to play guitar on the track. Right. You, you co-wrote know. it, but they I, gave it up for right. That's right. That's right. It's a little bit of a strange feeling. Well, that was my partly my song. <laughs> and then we had Longmont, Longmont Potion Castle with Squid Sandwich. Out to Mr. Tom, who's uh, the Black Mouth Super Rainbow, American Face Dust, then the pop group, Shadow Child, Kinkan Ichi, uh, Isola Part One, Tuggy, Stay Out of Star, Joe Brewer, Isola Part Two, Tuggy, and finally Dr. Amazon with Josh. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, back to our guest Dave Widow's story, his journey through music. So you're in junior high. You're playing uh, parties and dances, Cincinnati, uh, with Astra 2. Yeah, Astrum, whatever. Astrum, Astrum it, 2. Either way. So we got scissored, right? <laughs> so they wouldn't confuse it with Astrum 1. Right, 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 that's right. right, right. It's pre-YouTube, pre-YouTube. What happened, right, yeah, yeah what definitely when high school comes on? Um, let's see, high school comes on, and we're still playing. I think I would play, we were playing a couple of bars even at, around that point and uh let's see i kind of you know i think around that time i met the guys from pure prairie league they lived in town and uh well let's see that was just after high school high school was man i have a little bit of a fog around high school to be honest with you For good reason, actually. And if you can little, remember, you weren't yeah. there, right? They say that yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just curious about the the, the timeline of you are you playing. Right. Does the band Astro Two go past high school? No, no, no. no. They so let's you, see. You, they quit about to another band or something. Yeah. Let's see what happened around that time. Uh, I was in a couple other bands in town. One was an R and B band, and oh, cool. uh, um, the other. I guess we played like all sorts of different kinds of music, and um, you know who's out of Cincy, brother man? Bootsy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. And Catfish, his brother, was rhythm guitar for Mr. Brown. That's sure, sure. Yeah, it was a lot of great. But he said R&B, and I said Cincinnati. Boots. A lot of great cats. So what was it like? Came out of doing R&B, a band. Were you playing bars, clubs? Yeah, yeah, we were playing clubs, and um, it was cool, it was Still fun. covers, but R&B covers. Yeah, yeah. When did you start writing your own tunes? Um, it was around that time, okay. I think, I wrote, you know, some of my first music, and... Um, that's kind of on the side, because you're playing with these other guys. Right, right, I wasn't really playing that stuff with the band, and, uh, and then I think it was around that time I met, I got introduced to Lonnie Mack. Yeah. I don't know if you know who that... Oh, sure. Guitar man. And uh, Lonnie, Lonnie just happened to be playing. Maybe a flying V-man. Right, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And uh, Lonnie was cool. I, I didn't really know of him up, up until that point. Yeah. And my friend said, oh, you got you to gotta hear Lonnie Mack. He's playing at our college today, right? He's playing in the whatever downstairs. And and I went and heard him. And, uh, and we talked. I got to talk to him for a while. And he let me sit in. And uh, that was a trip because... Wow. I hadn't really been playing for a year or two that much. I was sort of trying to, you know, in school and sure. trying to get some, you know, something to fall back on as my as the parents would always yeah, say. Right. You better get something. Get a Bravo. Get right. a Plan B. Right. And uh, my pop would say, "You can piss 
in the wind only so long, boy. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true, really. <laughs> Starts first the ankles and up to the knee. Yeah. So there was a couple years there I wasn't so focused on music. You're in the you desert, know. Yeah. I mean, since I hadn't played really at all. The musical desert. I was, I was. And the guys I was going to school with, they didn't know, even know I played. I never mentioned I, it. Look, when I went to school, too, I got my degree. I never let anybody know because right. Square John World, it was the 70s. And, a whole different. But uh, Lonnie Mack got the fire going. He did, man. He let me sit in, and uh, and that was a lot of fun Big for vision. us all. It was really cool, man. The whole band's jaws were collectively dropped too, and uh, we just kind of played really well together in similar styles. And, yeah. And uh, and then he started letting me sit in with him, like all around town, because he was from around that area. Oh. Okay. And so he was playing around there a lot, and so I sort of became a regular sit-in of sorts, and uh, and that was really good for me. That that helped kind of get me going kind of sensei yeah and then I met a few other guys from that area that that had you know some cool so that's where the blues that's when it got right mixed in well that's a great fucking teacher that yeah. guy yeah. I'm, a, I'm much respect thank you thank you okay Lonnie was cool what evolved oh, is say again what evolved after that um I'm gonna, I'm gonna I met let's music. see I met yeah 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 because I met uh, Roger Troy Jelly Roll he, he had been in Mike Bloomfield's bands yeah. and bunch of other blues stuff and he kind of took me under wing and started you know let me hang out with him and you know really he didn't have a license so i was driving him everywhere is really okay. what it was but we played so together we kind of bartered services right yeah yeah and we you know did some gigs together and sure. stuff which was cool and you know, we went in the studio a couple of times and uh so that was cool and then i met the guys from pure prairie league yeah. and we all had a band uh for a little bit anyway uh jelly roll with a couple of those guys and um and they were all into blues too kind of you know bluesy stuff yeah. anyway not no one neither none of these guys were blues purists or anything yeah but, um and then i came out to california yeah when was that that was 88 okay and i i basically followed a girl out here that i knew um a girl that I'd been dating. That left Cincinnati. That left Cincinnati. She had just graduated uh, fashion design school. Yeah. And so it was either New York or L.A. for her. She wound up in L.A. And I was like, about a month later, what am I doing still here, you know, right? I need to do make a move anyway. Maybe I'll see what's going on on the coast, musically. Sure. And uh, so my buddy Jelly Roll gave me a list of five or six names. And I came out with whatever money I could scrape up and met my girl out here. And... Uh, Met, started meeting people in L.A., and I was pretty fortunate at that time because uh, the list I started out with was people like Al Schmidt and Mike Finnegan and Marty Greb, yeah. some pretty prominent names sure. in the industry. And, uh, you know, from there I just met a lot of other people, and I got to play with, you know, uh, some pretty good guys out here. I think, really, one of the big reasons was, you know, because I knew Roll in the first place. Sure, sure. He was a connect. He but was you had connect. to put out. You had to deliver. Yeah, yeah. I had to hold my own. You know, you had to play. Yeah. So, what, you, like, did some sideman stuff? I did. Yeah, I did some sideman stuff. Um, and uh, I pretty soon I started realizing I wasn't working enough, though. And so I wanted to get more work. So I said, well, I have to start my own band. And uh, I wasn't even really singing that much. I was more of a guitar player, and sure. I started emphasizing, you know, and singing and doing gigs. And, you know, we, we were playing, like, B.B. Uh, King's Club and Universal City Walk and House of Blues and different places. You know, and, it's gone now. 
Yeah. Me and Brother Matt went to the, was it the last gig? Yeah. It's going to be a condo or something. Oh, right. Because there ain't enough Progress. of them Got to develop that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the House of Blues, yeah. Yeah, it was something they could make. House of Blues. Ten times the money on, right. Yeah, it's, but, yeah, less places to play, though, so that's kind of lame. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So, you did you ever, okay, you're playing around town, but did you ever think about touring? Yeah, I did. Uh, I did some small stints. We went to Hong did Kong and played once. We did some in Cincy. I went back there and did some stuff with uh, Pure Prairie League. We did a uh, a show and um, and uh, I never did a lot of road stuff though. You know, we did we do three, four, five dates and okay. come home. Short and, runs. But. Uh, now Joe Puerta and I are talking about maybe going out and trying to do some stuff, and we're working on some gigs in Europe. Joe, uh, people, Joe Puerta, old-time Pedro. He's right, He's yeah. part of the lineup. From Ambrosia. Yeah, he plays with me, you know, when he's not working with Ambrosia. Oh, the lineup basically. is the name of Dave's band. Right. And, uh, yeah, from Ambrosia, which goes back to 70s. Old That's Pedro. true. Old That's Pedro, true. musician, incredible cat. Yeah. Uh, so nice what, how did you meet him? Was he on that list of five? No. Uh, Actually, you didn't come to Pedro first when you came to SoCal, right? No. You were I, probably uptown. Well, I first I got dropped off in Newport Beach and rented Orange a place County. down there. Yeah, it was, you know, I don't know why. the girl, spendy. My girlfriend, she had a place right on the beach. She, she Balboa got, Island. Right, near, not too far, right. Wow. Like a 30th and Balboa or something like that on the corner, like a couple of houses from the beach. She had a little place and... It was kind of wacky. So we got out of there after I don't know about a year and moved up to Torrance for a minute. But oh, then, and I realized that was just like nothing but shopping, yeah, yeah. insanity. Yeah. And, and I ran across San Pedro, and I was like, "Man, I like this place right by the water." I mean, you just—it was just a random thing. Well, I had driven all over LA and was okay. looking for where it might be cool. And everybody, of course, said, "Move to the Valley, Dave. That's where all the musicians live." And you know, I was like, "Yeah, but it's hot and it's smoggy and it's crowded, man." I you are correct, sir. I mean, you know, I love. I wanted. To, it was a hard decision, but I decided, "Hey, man, I think I'd rather live near the ocean and drive into town." Hell when right. I had to. I yeah. Oh, Perkins, 38 miles. Oh, he's a, he's a receiver. When I play with Perk, oh, yeah. there's some hell ride, but he's bitching, so it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. But, man, I, I agree with you. I'd rather live here. Right. Go. Okay. So you met, when you move here, that's when you meet Joe. Yeah, I met Joe around the first uh, part of when I moved to San Pedro. And, like, I met him when I, I was hanging out with Lee Michaels when he owned the theater. Yeah, people, Lee Michaels had a big hit. With the, the drummer, I think his name was Frosty. That's right, Frosty. <laughs> it was goes, you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Do you right? know what I mean? It's yeah. just keyboard and drums. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, pretty kind of. Pretty hot for, for two guys. And that song was big. It blew up. It was on all, all over. So that's right. the Oogum Boogum, that's a different one. That's different. Different. This one's yeah. at, that was him, at, though, I think. Yes. At, 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 right. At, yeah, <laughs> really catchy. So you met him. I love that. I think he used to be involved with the Warner Theater for a while. Yeah, so, he owned yeah. The, the theater. He owned it. Right. That's that's like when I well maybe I met him before he bought the theater, but uh, he knew an artist friend of mine that was that lived and worked up at Angels Gate. Right, Pratt. Thirty years now. No, no, not. Uh, oh, oh, the place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about somebody. Treat for the officers. I can tore out the. Shitters and I put in a bulkhead and a hatch. I've been there thirty years. Right, yeah, yeah, cool place. 
<laughs> and uh, in fact, I put on a blues concert up there with Bonnie Bramlett and Jelly Roll. And, in that gun pit? Uh, in that big gun yeah, pit, right. yeah, in the middle. That's a great spot. Yeah, they yeah. use it more often. Yeah, no kidding. So Lee Michaels to Joe. Um, right. And uh, we did a bunch of shows up at the Warner. Joe knows all, all yeah. the music guys, especially the older days. Yeah, 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 he does. I mean, we did a few gigs back then, but we didn't do a lot. And then I didn't see him for maybe 20 years, 15, wow. 20 years. And then I kind of ran into him again, and he said, hey, let's play. And this is his idea. Yeah, right, yeah, he right. wanted to do some stuff more, you know, more than what they were But the lineup doing. is Dave Widow. Yeah. So what does he say? I want to. I want to back you up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's really into my See, bass players. Stuff. We look good making them look good. Hey, you guys do, don't? <laughs> and I know it too, man. You guys are the, you know, really. We're the glue. You we are. We got nothing to stick to. We're just a puzzle. You so are, you. man. We couldn't be shit without a good bass player and drummer, you know. But you know what? There are a lot of bands with just guitar and drums. Yeah, there's a few. That poor lonely kick drum. <laughs> Going to dance. Oh, we know that ain't right. <laughs> I know there's more room in the boat, but what a sacrifice. What, what a we, sacrifice. Won't, we won't go there. So, uh, did you record with Joe when you got that thing together? Yeah, well, we're actually working on a couple of tunes right now. Oh, right now? Yeah. Well, what about the, uh, we got, uh, got it covered, the CD? Oh, um. Is that line up? That's yeah, line up, that right? was like one of the early versions. Those, early Those versions. were. The guys that uh, I was playing with a lot at that time was Gary Malibur on drums, uh, and he's uh, he did like a lot of the Steve Miller stuff in the seventies and eighties, and well, I think he was down here most of the time, but okay. you know they'd fly in or whatever, and um, uh, had was primarily playing with Gary and Gerald Johnson. Did you know who Gerald Johnson was? Left-handed, upside-down, sure, crazy-ass. Sure. Um, him and Reggie McBride, and I think Reggie played on that record, though. Gerald isn't on that record. So it was basically me and um, Gary Malibur, Reggie McBride, and Marty Greb played keyboards. And uh, So it's more know. recent, the Sigma Joe. Yeah. Okay, very yeah. interesting. And have you got some tunes in the can? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure enough. Uh, no, because... Um, Working on this. Just to keep the timeline. So you, you met Joe way back with Lee Michaels, but then there's a big place and when you're playing with these other cats. Yeah. And then Joe comes back in the picture. Right. Oh, yeah. I rotated a lot of guys in and out. Of the, I mean, when they're available, right? Sure, when sure. they're not on tour or right, right. doing sessions or whatever. And, and you know, it's kind of... line up together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hence the lineup. the lineup. That's right. We don't know who's going to be there, but it'll be the... <laughs> hey, Brother Man, we're at the end of the first hour, February 17, 2016 edition Guest Dave Widow, yeah. hold tight, because there's going to be a collaboration coming up in hour two. And February yeah. 17th, February 17th, 2016, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Here's Dave Widow. Daddy was working on the railroad My mama raising hell and raising kids Fighting, fishing, hunting, being poor folk 
And the neighbors looking down on what we did I was born on funky country living Raising chicken, chasing girls and homemade wine I was born on funky country living And I'll be funky country living when I die Sister sitting around just to being pretty. My brothers chasing bars and racing cars. I spent most of my time on the creek bank, drowning worms and playing songs on my guitar. I was born on funky country living, raising chicken, chasing girls. I'll be funky country living when I die. I was raised in the one classroom schoolhouse. It didn't matter, I did not learn much anyway. Educated in the fields and in the barnyard Slopping hog, pitching chicken, pitching hay I was born on funky country living Raising chicken, chasing girls and homemade wine I was born on funky country living I'll be funky country living when I die for your eye when you opened it. No one was looking at you. I spun that secret thread on which the dew you were thinking slid down to the jugs, guarded by words that to no one's heart found their way. Only there did you wholly enter the name that is yours. Sure-footed, stepped into yourself. Freely the hammer swung in the bell frame of your silence. The listened for reached you. What is dead put its arm round you also. And the three of you walk through the evening. Make me bitter. Count me among the almonds.
looked for your eye when you opened it. No one was looking at you. I spun that secret thread. put its arm around you also and the three of you walked through the evening only there did you wholly enter the name that is yours
sure-footed, stepped into yourself. Freely the hammer swung in the bell frame of your silence. The listened-for reached you, and the three of you walked through the evening.
I fall down on the street With a full moon in the daylight sky And a knife deep in my back Another buried in my side And as I slip I start to scream Why did I have to be unkind? Why must I always tell the truth? Why must I lie? Why I must lie? Why must I lie? Why I must lie? You know the world is filled with beauty. Love the creatures walking street. You know these eyes are blind. The truth you know they see. And when you're cross-eyed, what to child? Say, Daddy, what you looking at? And then your wife walks in the room and asks you if you like her hat. Why must I lie? And said the wrong, wrong thing Why did I have to be unkind? Why must the last thing that I see Be the bright full moon in the daylight sky Světlo a tě vidět, 
půl se vším smířený. Na půl revoluce, na půl k všemu lhostejný. Na půl rezoluce, na půl ticho před všemi. Na půl nože v ruce, na půl se vším smířený. For Pedro Show, start off the second hour with Dave Widow on air performance here. Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point. Pleasure Point. Can't talk either, dude. <laughs> That's cool. Make Wild you feel Kingdom. <laughs> I, I got to be enlightened by another level of the Wild Kingdom back in history. Uh, buzz. Yeah. There was a whole nother. Yeah, a whole. Other. I'm actually in the second. I'm in yeah, yeah. Wild Kingdom too. Yeah, this like is actually three. Oh shit, huh? Really three? Yeah, it's it's actually Wild Kingdom. Well, there was three. The, the Manhattan Crew. That was where it started. Right. Okay. In my old pad. The pirate pad? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know they used to run rum here. No, I didn't know Yeah, that. bootleg days. I mean, I'm not surprised. Prohibition, but... yeah, because of water and stuff. Right, and, sure. This is one of the port entries. <laughs> wow, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I never really... <laughs> and where he had his pad was, like, there was a little trail and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we start off the second hour, like I said, funky country living, Dave Widow on guitar and singing. Uh, Dan Kaufman with Count the Almonds after that. Some people say Ammons. Yeah. yeah Where they come from. <laughs> then EVL with Fade Memory, Fruity with Ru- Ruby Lover, uh, Barrett's Whitfield and the Savages, Full Moon in the Daylight Sky, and finally from the Czech Republic, Uzmadoma with 50%, brand new. Their uh, Three Crosses record. Uh, so we ended the first hour talking about the lineup and how it's a ro- rotating thing. Uh, was George Hurley a, a lineup man? Well, uh, was he just a, like an informal jam guy? It was more like informal. We I did some gigs with George, but it was never really the lineup. The lineup, yeah. Okay. Well, we did uh, 
we did a few gigs here and there. We still get together and play from time to time, you know, and we keep talking about doing something again. And He's surfing now. Again, yeah. Back. yeah. That's cool. He he's stays back in Pedro, too. He was in Carson for a little bit. Now he's back. back. Saw him by the water. He uh, stays in shape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... Really good shape. Georgie. Yeah. And, Still uh, looking good. Okay. Uh, kind of singular player, right? Right. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, man, he's got his 14 own... and a half years with him. Incredible. That's what I hear. Yeah, incredible, incredible <laughs> cat. So... It's word on the street. Yeah, word on the street. <laughs> now, this with Joe... This lineup that you're doing the, the songs. Yeah. By the way, where are you recording it? Is it Pedro? It's all over. I mean, uh, just wherever. I've got a, a system at home. I got Pro Tools at home. Sure. I could like do more overdub stuff there. Where do you do drums? Um, well, on this last stuff, yeah. I've used. We were at like three different places. It was kind of depending on who was closest to where, yeah. when, what group of guys for what group of tunes, and yeah. like. Um, I kind of do a couple of tunes at a time with, you know, certain guys and, uh, cause it's just too hard to do the whole thing at, at once. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Piece so, it out. Right. Piece it out. And like I did basic tracks at, uh, Johnny Lee Shell's studio, uh, Johnny Lee's just got a studio at his house, but it's really nice studio that used to be everybody playing now I, I really like this this is so much different than the old days right everybody everybody's got going. a studio at their house right it's happening in fact I think we should get it happening now with the spin cycle brother man cool cool that'd be a great idea here we Very go cool <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> 
on, Dan. Collaborating on the spin side. Yeah, right on. <laughs> cool. Brother Matt, what was getting you to do what you just did? What was your inspiration? Well, I want to take Dave for a little ride by the clam station there in the middle. Taste of the local chowder. A couple of clam stations. Taste of local chowder. Right, but, uh, not just one angle. I think a couple of perspectives on that clam shack. Yeah, but but we started strong and we yeah. ended strong. So that the was sandwich. our vision. Yeah, the old sandwich we're talking about. Yeah. Hey, yeah. What oh, was Iggy saying? Yeah, Iggy said, you know, you, you got one good piece of bread, another piece of bread. You can have shit in between, and you still got yourself yeah. a sandwich. You know, brother man, you want to know watch Dave Widow here playing. The man is pickles. Yeah. Not pickles, but pickles. Yeah. No, De Boone did a lot of this. Because he was a big fan of some guy that showed us stuff young. With Roy Mendes Lopez. He was a finger man. He mm. says, you're going to lose picks. Right. And also this flamenco thing, all the arpeggios. And even, you know, folk thing with a bass with your thumb. and uh, Really interesting you doing that electric guitar with that. Yeah, yeah. Learned and and I never noticed that. Do you ever use a pick? Um, sometimes when I'm recording, just to get a real defined rhythm part, you know, down on record, you know, that I'm a little happier with. But live, really never. Unless I break a nail or yeah, okay. fuck up my hand. That's what you're doing. You're using your nails. In, a little bit both. And some Actually, fingers. both. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was watching. Both. It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I really do kind of mix it up. Kind of deboom big time. Wow, that's Deboon nice. would do it on electric guitar too sometimes. Yeah. And in fact, he grew his nails out, and this guy, Roy Mendes Lopez, he put cement, you know, uh, what's it, Duco? Partner. Remember the green tubes? Yeah, yeah. Duco, Ducco. And it would build up. So these things were like, I mean, that's, you know. I have to, I got to do that too. Would have veered into a kung fu thing. He could have, like, been plucking <laughs> hearts. And, <laughs> right. About every other gig, I'll, I'll break a nail off and have to do that. Or, you know, when I'm thinking about it, I'll just kind of. Put it on there for extra Because they don't look that long. Yeah, no, they're not. They're strong. Yeah. But Demon yeah. had them out, and it wasn't ladylike. Huh. It was more like making little picks out. Or, you know, banjo guys put the steel ones on there. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I never could play with those things, though, man. Yeah. That's like... No, everybody's, yeah. everybody's got their own way. It's just, I just picked up on that. Uh, and I, you can hear it in the playing, too, because you don't always get the same attack. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah, it's got a lot of textures texture and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for noticing. Yeah, yeah. It's nice of you to notice. And the phrasing, and I think uh, Brother Matt threw some curves at you there with the... No doubt. <laughs> yeah, that improv section uh, in the middle got a little, little. Uh, but still, he far deferred. Out there, but you know, yeah, just yeah, giving that, yeah. That, those a, two a guys in the sweater uh, a little space to yeah. <laughs> 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 I remember. I say that because you know, nineties. Drum and bass. Some guys told me about this new scene called drum and bass. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, you know, drummers and bass players." <laughs> you know, it was at the that Viper Room, huh, oh, West right. Hollywood, yeah. right? And it was two guys in sweaters with a lot of machines. <laughs> wow. But, uh, actually, Brother Matt turned me on to a dude that does that. What was his name? Uh, the with A. Oh, Aphrodite. Pretty intense. Yeah, and I, yeah, I actually got old, to see him at that band. Big old fat wide. rolling sounds. And uh, yeah, and he was one guy in mm, a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> he was tearing it up. I mean, it's stuff you could, I mean, the kick drums are like 500 beats a Man. minute. I mean, some parts are so crazy. Yeah, you need drugs. I got a good credit, you guys. Think about that. Dick. Do you, do you, I, I don't play a lot with synthesizers. I, I, my second man, I have been playing with a Hammond mm, organ, though. Yeah. 
Right. I don't and do then, much uh, of it. You had a keyboard in the lineup, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was but it's more uh, like a piano organ. Yeah, most of the time. And um, sometimes, I actually, a lot, a lot lately, I've been just doing a three-piece uh, guitar, bass, and so drums. And no keys, or I add a guitar player or a keyboard, kind of one or one of the. Jane really done jamming with synth players. Not too much. Not to say that I wouldn't yeah. be into it, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, music. yeah, yeah. I mean, I like anything that that sounds good, you know, especially if it's got anything funky in it. When you were a kid, did you use a? Yeah, of course. <laughs> some soul, some yeah. Were you a pick man as a younger man? Yeah, I think I stopped using a pick. Uh, I think I was that was back when I was kind of hanging out with uh, Roger Troy, and he noticed I was playing without a pick one day, and he said, "Man, I like what you're doing. You you should play like that from now on, and you know, it sounds good, and it might help to set you apart, and you know, other things you can uh, chord hit at the same time. That's true. And I I've seen dudes do hybrid where they hold a pick and still arpeggiate. I yeah. Greg Lake, I saw that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I yeah, arpeggiate with the other three fingers and hold the pick with. I never really tried to cop that, yeah. you know, style. But uh, well, I, you I were th- doing remind me totally of Deep Moon. Wow, thank you. And he brought take it from that the flamenco compliment. side. See, everybody's got something. John Coltrane once said, "Music was a big reservoir." Yeah, because no this guy uh, was doing an interview with him. He said, "You know, it was Frank Kosky. and." Uh, he said, you know, Sun Ross says you've been ripping them off. And he goes, you know, uh, there might be something to that because I listened to John Gilmore, you know, Sun Ross, uh, tenor player, because I listened to John Gilmore. Yeah, you couldn't get train upset. So <laughs> your music's me. I guess we're either drinking from it or we're pissing <laughs> Well, that's really true. <laughs> but we're all, you know Very what I mean? little new, really. You can, right, you can write a novel, let's say, with 30,000 words. Not one has to be invented. And it can still be a pretty original plot, subplots. No doubt. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're all fishing kind of out of the right. same pond. And, well, I like the know. line to that, Alani. <laughs> what do you say? I'm drowning huh. worms. Right, right. <laughs> That's a dude who's fishing who ain't catching yeah. shit, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drowning worms. <laughs> Sounds like very, it. Very, very clever way of putting it. It's like I ain't catching anything, no. but I'm drowning worms. <laughs> Slow day on the lake. Yeah, but everybody's got their version yeah. of spin. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, we come to end of the second hour, February 17, 2016, edition of Law from Pedro Show. Brother Matt, our guest Dave Widow here. Yeah. Hey, hey. Just fresh from a collab with the spin cycle. Hold tight for hour three. Yeah. February 17th. 2016, it's the third out of the Watt from Pedro show. I knew when I met you, you wouldn't stick around for too long. You never even gave me all the words.
show start off the third hour with where have you gone dave widow in the lineup tell us about that one dave that's when you wrote about a buddy right yeah that's right uh that was about my old buddy roger troy passed away and um you know just kind of reminiscing about missing him and you know how he was such a bad cat you know he would he would, you know, go and sit in and he'd become the show wherever he went and, you know, guys would come to town and, uh, you know, pretty big acts and they, he knew them and he would, you know, he would go sit in with them or, you know, wherever we would play. It was just awesome, man. One of a few people that really, uh, really put chills down the back of my neck a couple of times in his vocal work. And yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of good about So is he kind of sad? Yeah. 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 Well, that's what's good about music. One of the things. Uh, then we heard uh, FM from Chinese Herbal Medicine. That's a name for a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Shaka Kakaka by Pill and Bowie. Or Bua. They're from Norway. <laughs> so I don't know exactly. Infra Riot with We Outnumber You. Mr. Susan, with Broken, something live. Armageddon, Petrol Terriers, all the cats are England. And then John Truby, I think he's up in San Jose now. No. Yeah, maybe. What's the one north of San Rafael? Uh, yeah, north side of the bay. Is that? San yeah. Rosa? San Rosa, that's it. I think it's Last of the Missions. Uh, yeah, I think mission maybe stuff. so, yeah. Uh, yeah, John Truby, Song of the Tiger. Um, back to our guest, Big Widow. Uh, I mean, you told us a little about the future, what you're doing. You and Joe are getting these tunes together for your next album. Right. And, uh, but any other future plan? 
Um, well, we're also working on um, getting over to uh, Switzerland and, and Germany. We're talking to some folks over there about doing a, a little stint across the water there, which would be really, really fun. It would be a good good little career move for me. Have you ever toured Europe? Never. Oh, happened. Never. And so yes, I hope so this happens. It's, it's, you know, I, everybody's been telling me for a long time, Dave, they would love you in Europe and all this stuff. And so I finally, you know, Joe was like, man, we should go do this. And actually he and Burley, the uh, drummer from Ambrosia, those two guys have been pretty supportive and, and, and wanting to do some stuff. We're going to open up for an Ambrosia show again soon, pretty soon. I think it's like near the end of the year. We're gonna do a show at the Warner Grand Theater. Oh, cool. Downtown Pedro. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. What was their big song? Nice, nice, nice. That was one of them. Yeah. And um, nice, nice, very nice. Right, and we're then they had the uh, I keep holding on. <laughs> and then they had I, I can't I I keep holding on to yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. After that was really my that was my favorite of their tunes, and um, maybe the nice one was first. I just remember it sticks in my head. It was a trippy, trippy tune. They might have been off the same record. Okay. I'm not sure. That at the beginning? They, yeah, at the very beginning, right. So, okay, so you're working with them, both, so, so they're, they're the rhythm section. Well, yeah, for, you know, for part of what I'm doing right now, and I'm still playing with James Gatson a little bit, uh, the drummer. Yeah. And, um, you know, different, a few different guys, but... You know, I'm working on. I've got three or four different irons in the fire that I'm. Yeah, great. Some parallel. Working universe. on. Right, yeah. We're going to play uh, Piss You Off. Oh, cool. So what, what can you tell us about that tune? Man, that tune. That was a lot one of those... rapping at the beginning. But it was done in the studio, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was done okay, in the studio. What's that about the rapping? Um. I think it's like some banner. Or... Yeah, it was just banner. We threw in there. Okay. We were all just in there, you know, tearing it up. And I don't know. Somebody thought that was a good idea to include that. Something I did Or something I said I'm all mixed up I can't clear my head Tell me
Watch for Pedro Show. Last music, Piss You Off, Dave Widow. Then World Be Free with I Erase You. Sparko Stegosaurus by the Earthworm Ensemble. I think there's a, a, a Silver Lake Record Park. There it? was an NBA player named World Be Free. Yeah, I think them. I don't know where these cats are from. But I remember that dude changed his name. Yeah, that's right. Nuggets. Right, Denver. Fish Don't Swim by Rats in the Louvre. But don't let them fool you with the French in the name because they're Strong Beach. Craig uh, Barman. Yeah. Flying Fish. Trixie. Right, Flying Fish. That's right. No, not. You know what, though? Fucking. Uh, fish Don't Swim. Birds don't swim yet. <laughs> no, not a Silver Gen Coast. That's Brother Steve. He was uh, on board last week with um, Cat Arthur. And then finally, Cosmodrome with Alaf Akbar. Now, I ask people this. If somebody asks you about this racket, you know. Well, first tell me, what do you think is important about music? In your opinion? Well, music is, you know, it's a good outlet for the soul and it's, you know, it helps. It's good for the musician and it's good for me as a listener, I think, you know, and I guess I speak for other people when I say that too. I mean, music is is so important, you know, it's at times really held me together, you know, when, when, uh, Shit was off the hook, you know. I, music can save your life sometimes, I think. And, right. and it's been, you know, really, really cool, you know, facet in my life. I feel like it's, you know, a gift somehow that I've... Well, what about a young received. cat asking you for advice? What would you tell? About or, how to get somewhere or no, whether just, to play? Just, just about or, music. Um, I would say, you know, go after it, dude. Do what you can with it and immerse yourself in it and um, see where it takes you, you know, explore your, explore avenues that you haven't gone and, uh, and go further down the, the avenues that you started out and you know something about and just keep it up, immerse yourself. But if they're young, they ain't got a lot of experience, they haven't been around, so maybe that's another advice, go get some. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to start play with somewhere, cats. right? Yeah, try to play with different cats, listen to different styles, yeah. see see what you know moves you, follow what you enjoy. Um, try to play with guys who are. I the advice that I got was that yeah. I always thought was good was try to play with guys that are better than you. Yeah. Don't go down. You know, yeah. if if anything, go up, and then stay in learning mode. Right. Right. Good stuff. Shoot towards, you know, attaining a better, you know, a better thing. Well, does it never end? It's a journey, right? Right. It never ends. It goes on and, you know, I mean, I know I hear some of the greatest players say that they're still learning and I know it. it's a continual thing. You know that. Yeah, yeah. No, but just to hear other perspectives is yeah. interesting to me. Because people are always asking me advice. So whoever comes on the show, we ask, what would you tell something? So I'm, I'm trying to learn how to Right on. Even on that thing. It's all, it seems like life is a big fucking classroom in a way. I think when we're kids, they tell you, oh, no, it's, you're going to graduate high school or college. It'll be over. It ain't over. 
Right, that's true. And maybe true. it's good. It ain't over. Yeah, that's true. One of the most dangerous things is maybe telling yourself, I know it all. I think so. Very that's a big, that'd be a big mistake. I've been there. I, it's good to be humble, you know, you remain. Nobody uh, can teach you anything. You're that's right. Done. You're never done. You're never done. I remember talking with Papa John Creech and his pad, he said, just takes me a little longer to warm up. <laughs> there you go. Never I like that. Great. He and that cat played all the way yeah. up. Pine Top Perkins. Right. And Raymond saw him in Long Beach, 99 years Man. old. And he went on for years after that. Uh, wow. That's how I want to go out, is, you know, on the stage. Playing. Yeah, that's great. Dave, it's been such an honor to have you on. Yeah, board. man, it's been an guys. honor to be Good here. Picture. Thanks really. for your always essential agent, really. Madden. And uh, keep Thank on, you. keep it on. That's what John Fogarty once wrote to me. And uh, Right on, uh, man. Thank you. Pass the same you. thing on down to you. Thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Yeah, great to have Thank you on. Uh, it's been February 17, 2016, edition of the Peter Show. Everybody, keep your powder dry. Yeah.